give me my bottle of water or I'll throw a Karen tantrum. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast, powered by Steel Series Alias Microphones. I am Zach Jackson, and joining me is James Wood. Howdy, gamers. Adam Ryan. Oh, hello. And Nathan Hennessy. Yeah, ho, We are back after a week and a bit break from uh, our ep- episode 200. Thank you all once again for joining us. It was very, very fun. And big shout-outs to Jamie, who won the... Still series alias microphone drawn earlier today, so big shout outs to him. How are we all you three? Mm. Still recovering from the big potty, mate. It was monstrous. Mm. Felt good to have a week mm. off, didn't it? After a while, we really well. gave it 110%. Mm. How are you feeling, Zach? I feel like that's probably the headline for tonight. That's true. Ah, well, not great. Look, I've uh, moved into a new house, and I think I've spent most of my time in the second toilet. That's where <laughs> I've been hanging out the most in this new place. Wow. Good to break in the porcelain, though. You're getting it done early. I appreciate that. He takes christening it's, seriously. Mate, he, <laughs> he does. it is. It's copped a fair amount of ass <laughs> in the, <past>, uh, <laughs> the past week. That, that thing. Aside from that, you know, I bought a you know fucking LG with their tilts between tilts and my guts going. It's full tilt. Been a wild time, but you know, I'm in a new place. Very exciting. It's all downhill. Just like if you were to put like a small bowl on the top of your TV and then <laughs> let it roll down the screen. Hmm. Just like that. <laughs> it's too soon, Adam. It's, it's too soon. I know. <laughs> It's serious. Okay, can we just talk about this for a moment? Because <laughs> Ooh, I love toilet what sort discourse. of bullshit huh? design is is that? So if, if you don't know, LG have uh, their newer models, or at least certain models, have this new stand, and the stand is actually tilted like five degrees or something like that. Um, supposedly it's for the viewing angle, um, but also I think it's for to stop them from toppling over because this is a this is a big big unit. Um, and it's got a lot of weight behind it, so I guess if that you know fell on your cat or something, um, it would <laughs> it would squash it. But I wish the guy at Harvey Norman had told me about the fucking tilt before I bought it, because I probably wouldn't have bought it. Because where That's probably I'm, why he didn't I, mention it. Well, he didn't know because I've 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 spoken to him since, and he goes, "Oh, that's <laughs> I feel like that's something that you know you should tell the you know the customers." And I'm like, "Yeah, I reckon." I reckon that is. Um, but I think these TVs are meant to be wall mounted. Like that's the whole thing, right? Is they are designed to be wall mounted. Um, but yeah, the stand that comes with is on a slight tilt. So, do you reckon it isn't like a viewing angle thing? And the only way that they could get it to stand up is to have it on that angle. And they're like, "Fuck, we need to come up with a reason that makes sense." Fuck it, just say that it's the optimal viewing angle, and they just roll. There's got to be. There's got to be a way though to have that flat. Well, maybe it is just too big to be flat. Well, you can get third-party stands, from what I read. Ah, interesting. 
Um, but that's, I think that's more of an American thing, so I'm trying to track all those down. But anyway, one day mm. I might turn on this TV. We'll see. Episode 300, mate. It can be an it. event. That's it. Well, we, we got back from Singapore on Friday. The Game Awards, I built the TV unit, all excited to unbox the TV that night. <laughs> After having sit there for a week. <laughs> Fucking hell. You can And you can imagine like my reaction. I was just oh, like... Yeah fuck this. Like, no, thank you. I'm not even going to give you the, the pleasure of turning on. Gonna you know here. what that means though, is that there's a potential that it is actually the optimal viewing angle and you're going to turn it on and be like, oh, this looks pretty good. <laughs> That's <laughs> so true. Well, I was doing some research and uh, some people did say that they have gotten used to it, but there was a lot of comments saying that it would annoy them. And I think from where it is in this room, right, there's not, there's probably maybe a meter and a half, maybe two meters, um, between the couch and the TV. That's a fucking not that not a lot. No, yeah. no. Anyway, so now the the big sixty five might be going out into the uh, living room. Ooh, ooh, that would be a shame. That would be a shame, considering I bought it for the uh, studio. <laughs> but fucking hell. Anyway, first world problems. There you go. Eh? Yeah, that's it. Have you checked to see if any reviewers <laughs> regard this as like a pro or a con, the tilt? Uh, I haven't read the reviews, no. Nah, you're just getting amongst the really community. Spe- that's it, mate. I'm just going straight to Reddit where everyone's <laughs> Everyone's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right, let's get stuck straight into it, shall we? Uh, any games anyone wants to talk about? Because there's a little bit to talk about, but not a lot. I mean, we've got two weeks to catch up on. I'm sure folks have played a thing. Adam. Certainly have, Adam. Hello, yes, uh, Adam from Well Played. I've been playing The Finals, mm. which is that... Uh, oh, the, the not multiplayer shooter. Yeah, yeah, monetization yeah. the game, I think, is what I dubbed it in, in our chat, because it very much yeah. has that look. Turns out that's more the aesthetic that they're going for. They're going for, like, a Vegas kind of one-armed bandit sort of look. Uh, turns out the game is fucking excellent. It is a really, really competent online shooter. Mm. Um, it's a, for those, everything is destructible. Yes. So it's a bunch of ex battlefield devs and they're doing destruction better than dice are currently. I would wager, Hmm. um, it, it, in fairness, it's in a much smaller environment. So it's not as, they're not as, you know, having to deal with as, as many elements, but for, for those who aren't aware, it's a three V three V three multiplayer game, uh, where you put into this little map, and yeah, everything's destructible and you're tasked with uh, collecting like coins more or less and depositing them in little banks that are around the arena. And then the first, uh, I think it's like 40,000 points wins. But if you die, you drop all your coins. Whoever killed you can sweep in and grab them all. So it becomes this really tense and satisfying game of cat and mouse where you're chasing people who have a bunch of coins and then once you kill them, you become the mouse that the, that all of the other cats are, are chasing. It's really, really hectic. It's really hard, but it's super, super satisfying when you actually manage to gather up all the coins and deposit them. And it's very, it's very clever. Like there's a whole bunch of different mechanics as far as like you can set things on fire, but if you throw a smoke bomb, that'll put out the fire. Or if you set fire to a gas cloud, it will vaporize the gas cloud so you can you know run through it like there's a whole bunch of like 
uh, paper, scissors, rock mechanics that go into it. And there's three different builds. There's a light, a medium, and a heavy and different weapons for different classes. And there's just a lot more to it than I was expecting. And it's very fun. And I'm very excited to play starting more. to sound like Brink towards the end there. Yeah, it's Brink if Brink was good in any <laughs> facet whatsoever. Um, it is free. Uh, and there's a battle pass and all of that shit. But you just there is no need to interact with it at all. You can, there are like purchasable weapons that you can get with in-game cash. Um, and they give you shitloads of it. If you win, you get heaps and heaps and heaps. Um, and yeah, so the progression's really good as well. It's just, I don't know. I, I've played maybe like four hours of it and I've had a blast so far. It's a, a sleeper, little sleeper hit. So I think the shadow drop was a pretty good plan, which we'll get to shortly, I suppose. That sounds sick. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. I recommend you all play it. I take on that recommendation. We've got her installed. Just go give it a launch. Is it crossplay? Mm. Yes. Yep. It is crossplay. It's got all the features that you would expect, and it just works on launch. So it's kind of odd. I expected it to be a bit of a dumpster fire, like maybe another game that we'll talk about soon. But um, mm. yeah, game came out that just works. Imagine that. What a concept. I know. Foreshadowing. Mm. <laughs> uh, I've been playing Control Ultimate Edition. I saw um, you playing that. Yes. Uh, so yeah, my my remedy pilling. Um, I did Alan Wake a few weeks ago. Then I got too busy, and now I am smashing out Control. Uh, Alan Wake Two will be this weekend, so that's exciting and fun. Um, but yeah, Control still has all the problems that I felt about it the first time. I just care about them a little less now, I think, because my my taste has changed a bit, you know, since I first laid hands on that game. I still think the map is, like, a migraine to use. It's just a fucking nightmare. It certainly is. Um, <laughs> yeah. But the, the, the moment-to-moment aesthetic vibe is strong enough that I am generally generally being carried through i'm already like 70 percent of the way through this thing like it's it's pretty lean all things considered um but yeah smashing that out this week and uh yeah not having a bad time cool yeah very nice nathan you got anything or just yeah yeah i suppose the big one is i've capped off assassin's creed mirage it was fine i have very mixed feelings about that game none of them particularly bad none of them particularly great it's just I, I just don't really know why I spent that 15 hours on that game at this time of the year when there were so many other things <laughs> I could have done. Um, but it's fine. You know, I, I enjoy my Assassin's Creed. I enjoyed this one. It just felt like it was a few sh- steps short of greatness. Uh, and uh, then wrapped up Neo uh, like a couple nights back, which was oh. a surprise. I didn't expect to roll credits on that because PlayStation told me I was like 65% through and then boof, credits. But that's been fun. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Very good. James, do you want to kick yeah, it off by talking about our little jaunt? Oh, sure. Cross. Yes. Why not? Let's do it. Let's let's start with our jaunt that uh, has left both of us slightly incapacitated <laughs> for the past few days. Um, yeah, so we, we just got back from Singapore to play a about, oh, I don't know, three hours of a closed beta of um, Skull and Bones. Um, have a bit of a chat with the devs, hang out in their very nice offices. Um, it's weird, right? Because I feel like, you know, Zach and James on a trip to Singapore, it should be like a really <laughs> like cool and exciting thing to talk about. And yet 
All I can think about now is the nightmare of an experience I had getting home trying not to vomit and shit myself on a plane. Um, <laughs> oh, but no. this is <laughs> this is kind of like just where I've ended up with it emotionally and mentally. Um, but the mm. game, uh, we, we could probably talk about shitting ourselves later if you want. That might be an off-topics topic. Um, the game is good, I guess, against all odds. Like, 10 years of development, roughly. Mm. Uh, started as DLC for Black Flag, and here we are today with a... A live service game, which does make me bristle a little bit. Um, but broadly, I had a good time being a pirate. Yeah, so I think one of the cool things I like about this is one thing that they, they, they pivoted to at some point in development is, is that it's not like in the Caribbean and that anymore. Mm. It is like Indian in the Ocean Indian, now. Yeah, yeah, the Indian Ocean 17th century. Uh, and they kind of got to focus a little bit more on their own region and their own culture. Pirate heritage or the history yeah, mm-hmm. of the culture of like piracy we, which we had a great time <laughs> exploring i i honestly had completely forgotten about that <laughs> yeah okay um just also just just for the record uh james was over in singapore for press start and i was over there for well played so if you do want to read james's thoughts when uh, embargoes up which will be now because this will be out um you can go check out his content on press start but yeah it was a, it was a fun little basically like 48 hours in and out mm. Um, very, very busy day. The studio was very cool. It was very cool to see the inner workings of, of, of how that, of, you know, a big studio like that works and, you know, got to chat with a bunch of the devs and stuff as well. Um, and, you know, and they were all very, well, most of them were all very excited. Um, <laughs> some less so, but yeah, but most were very excited to kind of share some information and, you know, backstory about, uh, the parts of the game that you know that, that that they were working on and how it all comes together and it was all very interesting but you know but we were there for the game and yeah like it was better than what i thought uh i was not really i didn't really like black flag so that's probably not a good you know i'm probably not up to a great start there um but i had fun with this like i i had fun being a pirate and there are uh, there are moments where when you're there's a lot more on land stuff than I expected as well. Uh, so, mm-hmm. um, but like essentially at, at the start of the game, you're shipwrecked, you choose a character, you complete a couple of fetch quests and you fang off to a place called St. Anne, which is like a pirate's paradise, or whatever they called it. Like uh, it's like mm-hmm. the, one of the main hubs it's or like even the main haven hub. Yeah. yeah. The hub, uh, haven of, of, of like the game. And then when you get there, you can, speak to a bunch of different traders and they will give you in the, in the very early uh, parts of the game, they give you these fetch quests basically. Oh, you know, we'll build you a ship, but you've got to go get the materials yourself. We'll build you a cannon, but you got to go get the materials yourself. Um, so a lot of the early missions that we played were kind of fetch questy, but there, but it does kind of open up a little bit and there are some cool stuff. Like there was one where there's like a warring faction or there's two warring factions, like the sea people. And I forgot, I've forgotten the name of the other group, but you basically have to go and do a mission for them and it's it's less fetch questy than you know go and get some tree uh, and then come <laughs> back and build a boat uh but yeah i thought it was quite fun and then yeah so you can there's a there's a bunch of different islands that you can you can't dock at every island which i was kind of half expecting like i saw like a big land i was like a big bit of land i was like hmm, i can get off here turns out you can't but there's a but there are like a lot of places that that you can get off and and port and on those 
areas usually there'll be like a little village or a town or and you can trade with the people there and they will offer you different resources and you can get different missions and stuff from them from what i can tell it feels kind of you know uh like the ubisoft formula quite a bit like there's yes adam from well played hello adam from well played um is there any sort of exploration when you're on foot or is it mainly just kind of interacting with npcs yeah yeah so you can interact with npcs but you can also like kind of go off the beaten well they say this they say that you can go off the beaten track kind of thing and explore the island and you'll discover secrets right there might be a cave or something that that you can explore and go get some treasure or something. I think that that's what they said, James. Is that, is that right? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just liked your delivery of that. Um, yeah, the, <laughs> the on-foot segments are mostly pretty cool and kind of serene. Like your, your pirate pulls out like a little torch and you're just exploring like old caves and cool kind of spiritual locations that's for the cool. sea people. Um, my only gripe with the on-foot sections is that like um, every place you get to will have like pretty much the same set of utility functions. So there'll be like a chest you can use as your... Um, Mm. warehouse storage kind of thing and it takes a bit of the mystery out of just exploring like a remote island when it's like oh don't worry you can access all the services here like it, that's they're always just gonna gonna be there mm-hmm. um it's such but, a yeah. like a hard thing to balance though hey because mm-hmm. like the like sea of thieves for instance is like you get to an outpost and you kind of go oh fuck well now i have to go and try to find another outpost because it doesn't have the correct trader right. or merchant that i'm mm-hmm. that i'm looking for but then yeah i get your point then you kind of Oh, it's this mm. little undiscovered island that has everything that I need right here. How convenient. Exactly. Yeah. Just a, a bit of like risk reward of where you choose to set yeah. down, I think would be nice. And I think that not having any on foot combat is like an odd tension point for the game because, you know, there, there was a certain point where I got lost in a storm, saw like this tiny, weird looking island off in the distance. was like, all right, I need to get there because the storm's doing too much damage to the ship. Uh, I dock there. And instead of it being like, oh, it's storming, it's night, what's possibly in the forest? It's just always like, I know what's going to be there because I've only been given mm. a certain number of tools to deal with whatever will be in there. Yeah. Um, so it, there's a little bit of like lost potential in, in that regard. But at the same time, I really liked just hanging out and vibing. Like the world is just kind of nice to be in. Mm. And there's other, you know, there's, you can get like, you can find treasure maps and stuff like that. Though I, mm-hmm. we've, I found, did you, yeah, we both found one in the, in the part that we played, but you didn't try and go and find it. I went and tried to try and find this treasure map, but it was in a location that I couldn't figure out how to reach. And I spent way too long trying to <laughs> find out how to get to it. Um, You'd be so touched other... on the shoulder, like, you know, you can move on. You're like, no, that's yeah. no. <laughs> um, and then there's other things. There's like bounties that you can, there's like notice boards in like the towns and stuff. And there's like bounties. I think, is there contracts or jobs or whatever they, I can't remember, the, I can't remember what they call them, but there's lots of, mm. you know, stuff that you can go off and go and do on foot and they do say that you can like uh, i think they said that you can go to like the tavern and you know knock back mm-hmm. a couple of rums and stuff but we'll see uh, adam did you have a question sorry you uh yep hello adam from well played so I swear to god <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to the ship and into combat are there do you feel like from what you played, there is enough variety as to like how you can approach combat, both from just kind of like the, the weapons that are at your disposal, right? Cause obviously you have cannons. Cannons are kind of the thing for a pirate ship, but sure is there enough that? variety that it's not just going to be the same thing every time? Like, are there other weapons that you can use that kind of mix things up a bit? 
You can get, there's one thing that looked pretty cool that I really, we didn't really dive much into, at least I didn't, was the customization of your ship. So mm. there's a lot of different options for guns and stuff on your ship. Yes, they might be different types of cannons, but um, there's a cool little thing where you can, when you go to dock, or sorry, when you go to sail off, like uh, from where you dock, there's like a managed ship thing and you can customize your ship, right? Mm. Um, I would say that the uh, different ships will have maybe different amounts of cannon holes um <laughs> don't know why that sounds so weird. Mm. <laughs> is that a scientific term mm. i feel like if you said it with confidence it would have been fine but the pause really <laughs> yeah really it did. did it it sunk you. um but uh yeah like and so that was one, one thing that I, w- I was curious to kind of i would be curious to uh spend more time with was is like the ship customization yeah um but i do think that it's probably going to be largely the same um mm. I don't know how much different you can be you can make combat of that sort without sort of pushing you know well beyond the boundaries of what's kind of real. Yeah. And yeah. This was kind of an issue that Black Flag faced because that game that's a long game. I think by the time I clocked that it was 30 or 40 hours and I was brutally tired of the naval combat by then because there just wasn't enough interesting things mm. to happen and change it up. You'll just you'd always approach combat the same way by point because it works. Yeah, and there was one thing, there was one mission, so you can also, you can board uh, other ships, uh, so if, I think you need to get it down to a certain part of its mm. health maybe or something, and then you can push the button and you can basically dock on, onto a ship. There was one mission that uh, asked you to dock onto two or three ships, I can't really recall, um, but what I did find was that, I think we spoke about this, James, is that when you we were trying to do that, there was always like a bunch of other ships for that fleet or whatever like in the region so you're just getting like shut on like trying to get close enough and you know when you're on water like obviously it's not real water but you know their water tech is uh pretty good isn't that right <laughs> james it's pretty uh, enthusiastic water tech that is for sure um yeah like trying to get alongside another ship is can be a bit finicky uh mm-hmm. and it can be just a bit frustrating when you are it- trying to line up yeah. Yeah. It, like it fires off like three or four like Gatling ropes, basically. And you need to have them pretty perfectly aligned for it to, for the game to recognize that you've actually locked onto the other ship. Um, it is finicky, is, is the right word for it. I, I really struggled with it. And like that said, like the combat is at first, I think, quite overwhelming in a positive way, though. Like I, I was blown up a lot. Um, and I felt good about that because. It forced me to actually engage with the more finesse mm. controls of the ship and, and with combat itself. Um, it's just, yeah, it's especially when you were throwing other players as well, there was a lot of chaotic shit going on in the ocean. Um, so it can be a, a lot. Mm. Mm. But mm. the... the s- Adam from yes. Well Played. Hi, Adam from Well Played. I have one really important question. Do tell. Sea shanties... Do your, they're yeah. so Does, fucking good. They're like, really, so, there are shanties. They do sing. As yeah. Fuck James. Come on. Yes, I know. Ooh, okay, th- this is this is a problem for me because they got stuck in my head like several times, oh, and I do don't that. like sea shanties, and so oh. I I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. But by the end of that <laughs> session, I'm like walking out of there, been like, oh, she's a bottle of rum or fucking whatever. <laughs> <laughs> didn't like sea shanties. Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, so there's 30 sea shanties, and yeah, they, hired, they hired a professional a sea shantier. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they got themselves a Somali pirate. 
Yeah. Uh, and they're all, which is another thing that's cool, is they're in. Oh, my numbers. I didn't write this down, but it was in one of my interviews, which I haven't transcribed yet. But I think they had four different tongues, four different dialects. So there's different oh, shanties cool. in in different, yeah, for whatever culture has influenced that shanty. Um, yeah, there's parts that are in that native dialect. That's really cool. Came mm. for more shanty discourse. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's it. it. Uh, but yeah, you know, steering, sailing the boats was. Actually, we had this. We had this question come up. We were like, "Do you pilot a boat? Do you drive a boat? What do you do to a boat?" I was like, "You sail a boat, I guess." But yeah, like, what is the the, the active term? I'd say you sail it. It's got big fuck off sails, so it does. It makes we sense. We don't say I will, I will a car. Commandeer. Commandeer. <laughs> Isn't that stealing a boat? I would just say you steer a ship. Yeah. I don't, okay. Sounds weird. Anyway, um, so boating is fine. You know, it's is what it is. Um, but what, what was cool is the... Well, if you know, if you played Black Flag or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Games, it's pretty much, you know, it feels very much the same but uh the weather was really cool and there are there are storms and stuff like dynamic weather events that kind of take place and they they can fuck you right up there's ghost ships yes are we allowed to say that yeah we are that they were in the the trailer yeah, yeah they're okay. in the breakdown yeah and there's some cool things like like so that'll they'll only, they only come out at night or something like that and there's fog mm. and it's all um, yeah, and there's some, yeah, it's, it's quite cool. And there's a bunch of different animals. I was lucky enough to see a killer whale, I think. Oh, nice. That's, um, that's yeah, right near the end of my playthrough. You went up and... Driving a yacht, mate. He would have tried to sink you. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, and they do have the sea monsters, which James and I, we did finally pair up and try and find this sea monster towards the end. Yeah, it was right outside. Like, we could see where it was, but it was right outside the boundary limit for the the beta. Uh, <laughs> and it took a solid five minutes to sail out there. <laughs> so good. So you got out there and you were like, oh, cool, it's just over there. Yeah, just beyond that there, fog cool. wall. Great. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you um, could, like, there are, there, there are fast travel points. So once you unlock the different ports, I think you can fast travel. But between them, that costs a bit of... Silver, uh, the very, very last thing that we I want to touch on before we do move on, and that's just the writing of the pirate characters, which mm. I found quite compelling. I thought it was quite mature is maybe the wrong word, but like quite adult. Well, it had teeth, right? In, yeah. in a way that Ubisoft games often don't. I put this down in my preview, but like at one point, one of the merchants was like, I wouldn't give you the steam off my piss. And I was like, okay, good good for you, man. Like, take a swing. Like, I, I appreciate that this world has a bit of, like, that crudeness, that piratey yeah. uh, stickiness. Uh, yeah, it nice. really shows in its character work, yeah. And it, and it does make it feel a bit more authentic from, a, like, a pirate. Which Russell is less Crow like an Assassin's yeah. Creed, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's It differentiates itself, which is nice. Yeah. Cool. Well, February... 16th? 15th? 16th? 16. It's all happening. Uh, yeah. Definitely February. All happening. <laughs> Definitely February. <laughs> Did we know, was this known before that this was not coming to uh, previous gen? Old like PS4 gen. and... Yeah. Yeah, right. 
It, and it it does look like a next gen or like a current gen console game. Like I mean, mm. the there are some times on the ocean where it looks fine. That there's like the big third person view that you can mostly take. I prefer the first person perspective because it gave you some like a lot of really rich detail on the boat itself, and it made it feel like navigating those that storm like as the boat's like bobbing up and down in front of me was just like oh this is good and like environments are really dense. It's it's crisp and vibrant in a really nice way. I imagine the same way that like Avatar is kind of come along to show off what that next generation of Ubisoft games are going to be looking like. This definitely feels like it fits into that uh, frequency. Mm. Just on the first person boating thing, like there is a lot of immersive detail that you kind of get from that. I did prefer mm. the third person this time around, but when I did play that first person, you things things like like the water washing in and your crew members like slipping on the water or and when like they fire mm-hmm. the cannons like, they kind of jolt back and things like that when you go yeah. over like a bump yeah it's all very it's all cool little stuff and, and you can see them sailing playing with yeah, the like pulling board. ropes and yeah. throwing things it's like yeah, yeah sail that boat boys we got this <laughs> <laughs> cool no very exciting uh thanks to ubisoft australia for sending us both uh, for that shout outs um shout outs indeed yeah, much better than what I was expecting. So it's encouraging to hear. I do, I do have. Don't know if they're concerns. No, I do have concerns about the longevity, though. I don't know mm. where this is gonna, how this is gonna carve out a player base in that live service. Does Ubisoft field like really care? Like you know, they pump out the crew and then another crew and then I don't know, like another <laughs> six live action games, like live service games. So I, I don't, I don't the understand way they their presented ecosystem. it to us was very live service forward um and there is there's a lot of stuff coming down the line about that um but it's i don't know i i agree with zach like i don't quite know where this fits into the market i, I think that a, a pirating co-op swashbuckling little game is like you will find a market for it but it's not going to be huge um and so i, I don't imagine that you'll be able to sustain more than a couple of seasons um but who knows because it helps only going mm. for that ninety dollar price tag. I think I think that's what they're doing, right? Are they? I hope. Pretty I'm... sure it's a full oh. price game. Oh, is it? Interesting. Because like it, it's quite lean. Uh, it's there's mm. there's the boating, and that's that's kind of it. Like it's it's a very focused experience, which like I think makes for a better game. But I don't know if that makes for a premium product in that sense. Yeah. Well, the more you know. What's the old? The more you know. Yeah, EB are doing. Uh... Special editions for one ten. Jesus, one ten's the base. What's in the well? One the base. Ah. What's in the base? No, like that. Like the standard edition is. Oh right, one hundred and ten. Sorry. Yeah. So I guess it's a steel case or something. That's probably what makes it quote unquote special. Shout out. But the premium edition launches earlier. When when that popped up on the screen. While we were there, I was like, oh, "Yeah, shut yeah. up! Oh, come on, man, come." <laughs> Should have got up and made a scene for the people who yeah, really want to it. pay the price. Yeah, it's uh, Tuesday, thirteenth of February. Oh, for the real ones. There you go. Well, ten years in the making, I'm sure they can wait three more days, but we'll <laughs> find out. <laughs> the irony of that. Well, Adam. Speaking of. Uh, Ubisoft and Pretty Things, you've been playing a pretty Ubisoft thing. I have, yeah. I've been playing Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. So 
the review that I've got mostly written up, I opened by saying that I'm kind of like a passive enjoyer of Avatar. I think it's very, like the, the movies are very pretty, but I don't find there's much substance there, right? So it's very nice to look at, but if you kind of take a, a magnifying glass to it, there's not really much under the surface. That is more or less how I feel about Frontiers of Pandora as well. It's it's gorgeous. I think the world is is really beautiful. And I think... Um, who is it? It's... Oh, my God. Who's the developer? Massive. Massive. Massive Entertainment. I think that they should be applauded for the world that they've built and how authentic it feels. It's just not that engaging once you're actually moving. Uh, so to, to set the scene, you play as a Navi, so one of the, the native... Um, native creatures to Pandora. So you're a near 10 foot two, like massive blue alien, which is very cool. Uh, they've been snatched away from their clan at a very early age and raised as a human in a human base to be a native soldier that fights back against Navi. So it's a very pointed premise, particularly for, for us who live in Australia, because that taps into um, a lot of our really ugly colonialist colonialist history um outside like it's a cool premise outside of the premise itself it doesn't really go anywhere it's a very paint by numbers uh story from kind of the outset more or less you're a part of a, a clan that usually roams around and tells stories and is kind of like the diplomat right so you have connections to a whole bunch of the other clans but you're a fish out of water you don't really know your own cultures, so it's up to you to kind of learn and then gather together a bunch of different clans to fight back against the RDA, who are just the shit humans that have taken over the planet or are trying to take over the planet. There's really not much substance there. Like, there's a, a few cool moments here and there that you kind of learn about Navi history and culture, um, but you don't really have much of a driving force to want to continue. Um, you see the, the RDA, like, pop up bases and trap animals and stuff like that but the the main antagonist the the guy who kind of is pushing for the expansion of these humans you never really interact with them outside of a few key moments throughout the like 20 hour campaign other than that you hear about the terrible things that they've done or they're doing or whatever but they're, they're just not a presence so you you know never really have any motivation to to stop them. So that's a far cry villain. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but like not even so. Like Vass, right? He would pop up and he would do something really despicable, or he would have this really cool monologue. Um, I know I'm talking about a game that came out fucking ages ago now, but there's not even that connection to the villain, right? So it, they do a detestable thing at the start. That's that's kind of it. That's so you, you, there's no top up. See you 20 hours later. Yeah, more or less. Um, but in those 20 hours, you'll be fighting back against the RDA and moving through the the really gorgeous world of Pandora. Uh, the combat is fine. You have a collection of human and Navi weapons. Navi weapons being mainly like spears, uh, a couple different bows. They're pretty cool to interact with. They, they work as you would expect. They feel really beefy because, you know, they're 
fucking massive for really massive aliens. So they all feel really heavy and have a good amount of weight to them, which is great. Um, I just didn't find that I could use them a great deal because fighting the RDA, which is kind of the only, there's, there's no other faction. Like there are some animals that you can hunt, but outside of that, there's no real threat. It's the humans in their big mechs or just the teeny little humans themselves. Um, you can try and like, cause there's, it's, it's very Ubisoft, right? It is an Ubisoft game. That's the formula. So there's bases that you take down and the idea is that you can do it stealthy or you can go in guns blazing. If you go in guns blazing, you'll get fucking annihilated because you're a big fleshy alien and the bullets will rip through you. If you try to do it stealthy, you can probably get a third of the way through the base until the omnipresent, the omnipresent enemies just sense where you are and then everyone knows where you are all at once and they just converge on your location. They're dumb AI, but they like make a fucking beeline for you and that's it. So you have to go loud. So it just, it doesn't really give you an opportunity to approach combat how you want to. Um, there are human weapons as well. So assault rifles, uh, shotguns, which is ridiculously overpowered, uh, rocket launchers, things like that. They're all very generic. None of them felt particularly fun to use. Uh, like they're effective, but that doesn't mean they're good. Um, so yeah, combat just kind of, I avoided it as much as possible in the end, like towards the, the latter part of the game. Uh, the traversal on the other hand is actually quite good. Um, even being in first person, which I still, after finishing the game, think was a mistake. I think I, I, I just want to be able to see my big blue person. I just think third person would have made more sense in this cool world. Um, traversal is good. Like you can hold down to, to jump further. Uh, you can scramble up vines. You can slide under branches, that sort of thing. And the, at least the starting biome is built around that traversal mechanic. So you feel like it's all very fluid and easy to maneuver. It's just when you move on to the other locations that are way more open and really like bland and barren that those traversal mechanics kind of become pointless. They like, there's nothing to scramble up. It's just flat fields. And then the last biome, which I suppose I won't spoil, but it just, it's just not interesting. It's not interesting to traverse, which is kind of wasting the the mechanic that stands out here. Um, but the last way that you can get around is on the back of your Ikran, the, the Banshee, the flying um, big lizards that are uh, tied to the Navi. That is fantastic. That gives you a, a whole bunch of freedom as to how you like move around the world and how you engage with combat as well. Cause you can fire arrows or fire your gun from the back of the Ikran. Um, that I found the controls were great, very responsive. Um, and it's just cool. Like you can call down your Ikran from no matter where you are. And it just comes to you instantly. Like you can jump off one of the floating islands. You can just fall for a hundred meters and then it can pick you up on the way. It all feels very cool. Feels very authentic. Um, there are other mounts that get, introduced later in the game like you you have your big cool flying lizard and then it's like oh you can ride a horse didn't want to ride a horse because it was just very boring in relation to the other mount in the game so i don't really know why they it felt like the 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 introduction was a bit backwards um which was a bit strange but 
yeah, I don't know. But overall, the game is very pretty. The traversal is good, if not a little bit wasted past the first third of the game. The combat is uninspired. So is the, like the writing and the story. Um, so I think that the world is very pretty. It's just not pretty enough to kind of carry the experience. Question. Yes, James from Well Played. James from Well Played. Uh, so, okay. Does the game do anything to kind of like gesture towards the whole, the themes of the, the film in any particular way? Like like the film is very broad with what it does. Yep. Or both films are very yeah. broad with what they do in terms of environmentalism and, and man versus machine and yada, yada, yada. Um, <laughs> my understanding is that like there is a little bit of an attempt to address that in the um like the uh the hunting and the gathering in the game mm-hmm. and that you're meant mm-hmm. to sort of engage a bit more respectfully with the environment but does it actually do anything beyond just the initial yeah technically this is still far cry though kind of so as far as the hunting goes you get a better yield if you kill the animal in one shot um mm-hmm. because that's like kind of the the humane or the the ethical way of killing it because yeah. you know, they're all connected through Awa, they're all one spirit, all of that lovely stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so mechanically, yes, you're better off to kill it in a, a kind way. Also, if you go on just a rampage and kill a whole bunch of shit, your Navi sense, which is like the Eagle Vision bullshit that every game has now, mm-hmm. um, that's lessened for a short amount of time. So it's like you're losing oh. your connection to Awa. So there is a, a cool thematic okay. and mechanical connection there. Mm-hmm. Um as far as the environmental message from like man versus machine, the bases pollute the area around them. Mm. Um, which I mean, it, everything looks gray. It looks dull. As soon as you take out that base, immediately everything's green, like immediately. So I think it would have made maybe a bit more impact if it showed that things were getting better, but Mm -hmm. to suggest that if you stop, the fuel emi- the like the the gas emissions everything mm. will be fine is maybe a yeah. little bit night and day um mm. but also it's just kind of a cover to like oh do you want to unlock this thing well it's polluted at the moment you'll have to take out the base nearby before you can actually right. interact with it gotcha and that kind of undercuts the the theme because it's mm-hmm. just it very much is a way to just to gate off content and yeah. artificially it's bloat it's ubisoft yeah. bloat is is what it is. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Hmm. Hmm. What's uh what score are we thinking about slapping on the big blue one? I want to be generous and give it a seven, but it feels more like a six point five. Okay. Alright. Well yeah, we shall see when the final review is on the website. We'll see what you've uh, landed on there. Very exciting, good stuff. Don't give me those eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, cool. Well, we might take a quick little break in here from Ash, uh, and he'll give a quick shout out to our sponsors over at Steel Series. Are you looking to upgrade your content? Tired of being drowned out by the world around you? Then look no further than the Steel Series Alias Pro microphone and the free to use Sonar software suite. The SteelSeries Alias Pro has been engineered to capture richer and deeper audio thanks to a cardioid capsule that's three times larger than most other mics on the market. And when used with Sonar's AI-enhanced noise cancellation, your voice will be clearer than ever. 
The Alias Pro utilizes an XLR connection with 48 volt phantom power to capture more and can facilitate a dual PC setup thanks to the included preamp DAC, allowing you to effortlessly solve audio routing and adjust levels on the fly. The controls even act as a stream mixer so you can adjust volume or mute and it has RGB lighting. Gaming just found its voice. Alias Pro, available now, has everything you need to make yourself be heard. Awesome. Great stuff. Thanks again to SteelSeries for sponsoring the Wellplay DLC podcast. We sound amazing. I know you do too, don't you, James? I do. I've never sounded better on this podcast. You never have. Thanks to the alias microphone. All right. Let's go into things that are not good, and that is the day before. Oh, fucking mm, let's go. Let's go. I've been waiting all three days to talk about this. <laughs> so, well, history's then, been so, made. Oh my god. So the game came out. Let's, you know, let's the, yeah, the game the came recap. out in, in in early access December 8, which was December 7th globally. I was on a plane back from Singapore and I was watching some streams, like very very quick early streams. And there was a part where I was like, it's maybe like the in the tutorial part. I'm like, is this game going to be good? And then I kind of turned, you know, kind of turned it off and came back a bit later and had a look. And then I could see like all the comments and that they'd finally gone out into the open world. And I was like, oh, this is not good. <laughs> this is not good at all. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, so we didn't get a chance to play until like, what, when, when did we play? Two nights ago, so it was Sunday. Sun- yeah, Sunday just night. gone. Um, and fuck me running. <laughs> what a pile of dog shit that is. Um, so yeah, you've, you've shared nothing of your experience with with Adam, with us, or at least myself. I'm so keen to hear. Let's share. Zach, let's, let's share. share, shall we? I think it, it's only right if we share. Take me for a trip down memory lane. So we boot up into the game. I'm still finishing the tutorial. I go through, which is fine. Like it's, you know, it's a game tutorial, whatever. Uh, a couple of things that don't make sense about it, but it's not fine. Sure. That's not a tutorial though. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, the first part of the game where you learn. Just talk to this a bunch of people. Does this and Hi, that's it. welcome to Woodbury. Nice to see you. Like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Give me all your stuff and then you have to come back and get it later. But no, wait, wait, wait. No, you can't because you're not, you're not even registered yet. Uh that bitch i tell you what go talk give, to chris give me <laughs> my it. bottle of water or i'll throw a karen tantrum <laughs> anyway that part's all i could it, it's bad right but it's not offensive it's, yeah, yeah. yeah tip of the eye still running like a game at this point you know it was <laughs> yeah for what's to come you know uh it's not it wasn't too bad and then downstairs in this little woodbury thing you've got the sauna and you got and you got the spa sorry the gym um did we do? Yeah, we went. Yeah, we went and hit the sauna first because you know that's what boys sure did, mate. Before, boys before a big raid out in the city, you know they got to go sauna up, and we did that, and we got some healing powers or whatever the fuck we got. Who knows? And then I went to the gym and paid fifty fucking fifty coins for the fucking pleasure of fifty some wood iron. coins, mate. A single use. Was it like a quick time event? <laughs> nah. Oh. It's defi- it was definitely just, and the the greatest thing is because I didn't have any money on me. I just I stood there and just watched him. Just watched him do it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn man, just, you look yeah. like you're having a good time. And then out we go. Out we go into New Fortune City, and yep. I will say the world looks fine. Like it doesn't look. It doesn't look like the city itself looks fine. Um, 
there are some moments where it looks kind of nice like you know it's visually it's kind of nice but uh yeah there are there are pretty much no zombies whatsoever like no infected and the ones that you do find are terrible caught on geometry they just and the gunplay is awful the mission design is terrible like you have to there's no like ui there's no like quick little ui map there's not even like a little compass thing for example so you you're having to frequently go back into your little ipad thing that you've got and find out where your objective is so then we finally went to that objective then adam then disconnected from my <laughs> game because his game crashed so then we, we, we waited for him to come back and then he did come back and he uh killed someone and scored himself a cowboy hat I did, mate. Got myself a cowboy hat. I decided not to, when I came back, join your party again, though, because it turns out if you're in a party, only the party leader has access to the map. Um, so I had to rely on huh. Zach's uh, directional skills, which, eh, not wonderful. Um, so yeah, decided to lone wolf it together, which makes no sense. <laughs> yep. Now, if we went to this bank, and because it said, oh, you, you've got to get a plumbing kit, a soldering kit and something else from from this bank, right? All things and you find at a bank, sure. you know. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Or you know, in this the area, like around the bank or in the bank, nothing. Could not find anything that we needed. Looted every single fucking backpack, every thing that we could search. We, we try try to find. We did find a key, like a a room key, except the room number was not in the bank whatsoever. All the all the the rooms that were there were different numbers, so we couldn't actually use the key. Then I somehow, then if you, you can only have one quest selected at a time, right? But then there's also like a cancel button, which I thought would just go back to the menu or whatever. And you could come back and do that mission a bit later. Nope. It just cancels the mission. Wiped it. Gone. So I've, so no longer am I, is that mission, I can't even go back and re-choose that mission. It's just, it's just gone. (laughs) So we chose another mission and where do we go? We just we just went. the The server oh. was going down for no discernible reason, um, so we had to. Close in. This server just, will shut down in thirty minutes. Just had to make our way back to Woodbury. But um, you've you've glossed over very quickly the the whole mission thing. That um, that that's it for missions. Um, as far as getting oh. them, um, that's that's it. The missions uh, literally go to this area, which just gives you a little circle on the map. And it just says, find these specific items. It doesn't give you any indication as to where you'll find them. Uh, the circle that they give you is fucking massive. <laughs> so it just could be in a filing cabinet in the fucking corner of a coffee shop. Um, but you you wouldn't know. You have to search every single inch of that circle. Um, and, and that's it. The The missions are fetch quests. That That's the, the, the complete extent of it. But yes, we headed back to the, the lovely, the gorgeous town to of Woodbury. the walkie-talkies. Yeah, yeah. And again, we couldn't find them. So we did two missions and couldn't find any of the items that we were there to find. Um, and then we legged it back to Woodbury and jumped back into the spa, into the into the, into the sauna. Now, my understanding of uh, what the day before is, this means that all this was happening in like some sort of persistent open world with other players, obviously. You know, it being like an MMO that you play, you know, online open world mm. with other people. With survival that right? No. So there are other other people for sure, but um, <laughs> yeah, I fucking killed one. Took his cowboy hat. <laughs> but yeah, so th- so this is where everything. Well, this this isn't where, but this is 
one of the many points day. at which everything breaks bad. <laughs> um, yeah, the the old bait and switch a bit here. So they promised a MMO open world survival it's game, and what still we there on the description. And what mm. we got is a ex, uh, extraction, extraction shooter. shooter. A tiny, a tiny, it's... tiny, tiny, small extraction for, shooter. For the kids listening yeah. at home that aren't aware of what that term means, could someone give like a truncated, quick uh, description as to like why that's a thing? It's the fucking division, isn't it? It's go, yeah, because all the kids items. at home have definitely played the division as well. Kids <laughs> so, love yeah. the division. So it's like venture out into kids a world, venture, and then go back to a to an extraction point, and then fuck off back to where you come from. Um, oh, but and you also can build a but there also there also is this oh, ranch. <laughs> yep, which mm. you can build a tent. Well, Same I mean, little slice of paradise we all get, right? <laughs> But it's it's not near anybody else. Like all it's these, just not... your own slice of paradise. Oh, it's it's a discrete instance that loads yeah. in yep. for you. That I'm assuming yeah. everyone has the same static image of the mountain with the lake and everything. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Fuck that. Just would have been cool if it was you know like a big camp and everyone was yeah. fucking like an MMO. What? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So yeah. So launch day comes around. The game comes out and then it just gets gets absolutely fucking roasted by everybody and anyone playing it um you know it's not what people i mean we knew that we weren't going to get what we got in those first trailers like we were very much aware that 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 was a pipe Mm. dream right like sure um but this i i think that 10 minute gameplay video is very close to what you get here that they showed off which is just running around no zombies or very little few zombies nothing really to do it's that, but nothing more. Yeah. yeah. Um, Use your imagination. Yeah. I, I didn't expect it to be this shit. I thought it would be shit, but not this bad. Yeah, um, I definitely come around on the idea that like we were just going to get boring shit, not shit yeah. shit. Um, yeah. Like, I was still like, if this can give me some enjoyment every now and again, you know, just running through the city with some mates, killing some zombies, then sure. It's not going to be good, but it'll be fun. You know, we'll have fun doing it. It's mm. been fascinating is... to watch in real time, hasn't it? Because I know that you were kind of like cautiously optimistic, Zach. I remember watching in real mm. time, James kind of coming around to, yeah, this won't be a dump, may not be a dumpster fire. Like, it'll be bad, but, you know, that could be exciting. I don't know where Adam is sat, but I think he's sat in very much in the pessimist seat of this is just going to be an absolute yeah. crock of shit. But I was excited to to like I, I was very much on the, unfold. <laughs> yeah, and I wanted it to be like, you know, maybe we can, like Zach said, jump into it and like have a laugh and the like there there would be fun to like drag out of the game. But there would have there to is, be an idea or two to cling like cling on mm. to. Mm. Yeah, so there there is nothing in this game that is even representative of those first trailers, apart from going to a. Uh, what's the fucking word? Post-apocalyptic city mm. with your mates. Um, yeah. That's it. Like, everything looks so, inferior. There's no voice it, chat. There's no melee combat. Oh, so. Yeah, that cracks me up. So it's if you so if, fucked. Yeah. You're out of bullets, you are done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we revisit uh, something that we discussed with this game? Uh, it's probably a couple of months ago now, where we debated what, could be constituted as a scam right i was about to bring this up so i'm glad you beat this. me <laughs> yeah <laughs> because like and it's jumping the gun because they have like they've claimed that they're going to open up uh refunds for 
anyone and everyone, which I strongly suggest if you paid money for this to get that money back. Yes, get it back now. <laughs> but like I they, am... uh, even before that, like they were Steam is like people were saying that they've played up to like 20, 15, 20 hours and that Steam is refunding them their money, mm. which is... It's probably because Steam was like, look, we're just going to leave the back door open and if the dog comes <laughs> in, he comes in. Um, <laughs> but like brutal. at the... At this point, this game is it. You have to classify it as a scam in one in one way or the other because it. They have said that it is one thing, continue mm. to say that it's one thing, and it is something completely different. And also, on another note, I'm convinced that this game was slapped together at the last minute. I don't believe that they have actually been working on this for five years. What that mm. game is, there is no fucking chance that they have actually been working on that for five years. Mm. I am. So before we get into that, let's just quickly power through the rest of this timeline because there's... there's oh, yeah, there, there is more to go. I forgot Shit, there yeah. is actually... Um, before we answer that question, because I feel like that obviously adds a lot of context yes, to that. Yes, yeah, please, please. Um, so, yeah, yeah, Launch Day Games is shit fest everyone's refunding it's overly uh, what is it overwhelmingly negative on Which steam like one of the worst yep. rated steam games of all time yep. uh day two there's a they may, i think they may, may like maybe they drop a patch or some shit but it's still getting it roasted like left right gig. center it was huge yeah. kidding yeah yeah what? 54 gig or something like that yeah i guess unreal That's assets getting... can be get pretty big eh? someone's basically detailed or collected all the assets that are in this game from you know where they've bought them from so essentially every part of this game is from an asset there's receipts for all of it cities are packed (laughs) yeah um some more shit keeps coming out and then i actually noticed this previously but they scrubbed a lot of the older videos from their youtube channel so about a week before that like i kind of or a few days before the game came out i had seen it on on their channel that they were all kind of gone it was just a handful of what was left, right? Um, and then day three, I'm not really too sure of it. I mean, it just keeps getting, you know, more and more bad bad press. And day four, we wake up today and <laughs> fantastic, uh, have closed. They have shut up shop. They say that, hang on, I'll, I'll get the actual thing. It says... And while he's doing that, they've also today, closed sales. Yes. Yep. Sorry, yes, yes. So they... Um, Steam has pulled the game, but that this came after, uh, I think, didn't it? Anyway, no, the the stop uh, sales thing. I thought happened after they made the announcement, or at least that's when I yeah, noticed it. Uh, yeah, I think they fantastic put out this statement, which said today we announced the closure of Fantastic Studio. Unfortunately, the day before us failed financially, and we lacked the funds to continue. All income received is being used to pay off debts to our partners. Uh, we invested all our f- efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the day before, which was our first huge game. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. It's important to know we didn't take any blah, 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 blah. They've done sweat, blood, and tears. Of course you have. At the moment, the future of the day before and problem line is unknown, but the servers will remain operational for who knows. But we'll see. Uh, we apologize if we didn't meet your expectations. We did everything within our power, but unfortunately, we miscalculated our capabilities. Creating games is an incredibly challenging endeavor. And, and then they, it, it ends with a bunch of like a timeline of shit that they um did so four days after they released the day before they have shut up shop those games that they mentioned on the list as well if you go and hit them up on steam they've changed the name of the developer for many of them they're no longer listed as fantastic yeah i did look i did look did look into this and 
I wasn't confident enough that it is the same people with a different name to put it in my article. From what I was, from a bit of reading I, I was doing, supposedly Eight Points is actually a. It's could be a developer that's owned by Hype Train or has has done work with Hype Train, which who who bought the Wild Eight, I think it is. Mm, right. right. So I was I was like, hmm, I don't want to, you know. Could be jumping you know, the gun. Fucked yeah. up big time. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but it is. But the timing is very. Mm. Come on. Do you know what I love about this entire timeline? Right, is that we've been talking about the day before for what two years, year and a half. It's it's been yeah. a, a long yeah. time coming for us. It's been a, a long, ongoing joke for the well played community. And now, in the time that's taken us between episode two hundred and episode two hundred and one. They have released the game, pulled the game, and closed the studio. <laughs> that is astounding as an ending to this story. Unreal. It is. It is unreal. It, it is amazing. And Adam, to answer your question, yes, this is one hundred percent a scam. Hundred percent. Though I do think, based on what I've read, so I don't know for sure, but I don't know if Fantastic have even have made up with that much money. Um. There's yeah. a thing that says that a lot of the money is goes goes straight to my toner. So my toner, who who are the publisher of that game, they also put out a separate statement and they said uh, to the day before players, as the investor of the day before, we would like to provide some updates on the current situation around the game. We are sorry that the we are sorry for the fact that the game didn't meet expectations of the majority of players. Today we we will work with Steam to open up refunds for any players who choose to make a refund. We're in contact with Fantastic regarding the future of the game. So, I, I mean, I, I don't think for a second that they knew that this wasn't the case. I think they knew that this game was a pile of fucking... wonder how the old turd. Singaporean government sits with all this as well, because they were also had money yeah. in the bank. Well, we we looked at where they were in Singapore um, while we were there, and it's like a shopping mall or something. Yeah, yeah well, that's what I was saying. You don't need to have like yeah. a fully up and running business. You just need some like some yeah. kind of flag planted. Yeah. Now, correct uh, me if I'm wrong, because I know that one of you looked into this, but are Mytona and Fantastic not intrinsically linked somehow? Yeah, there's because a they're lot Mytona of Fantastic. Well, that's what's that's what's confusing about this whole thing is that they were two separate entities previously, both from the same uh, province or whatever you want to call it in Russia, Yatsuk or however you say. But Mytona. Are based in New Zealand? No, they're based in Singapore. Why well, I feel like they're based in New Zealand? No, I feel like they, I had New Zealand in the back of my head as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but whether they're in New Zealand, who the fuck knows? Um, well, you get a PO box and you're technically based I, in New Zealand, eh? <laughs> but I, and I think from when this whole trademark issue that they actually joined, they merged to some degree. Um, because yeah, I only bring that up because. I mean, if the debts you owe are to my toner and you are my toner, <laughs> is it just not the left hand think, passing something to the right? Well, that's a good question. I think they are. I think they are two different entities. Whether they, whether like they did a deal, which is like you know we will own Fantastic, or so there's something mm. else that I heard from little uh, contacts I got, but uh, that uh, I think now like the uh, my toner owned the day before property. What a privilege! Not that it's probably worth much. Um, uh, they are technically based in New Zealand. You are right. Mm. Mm. So, whether there's like some, you know, I don't know, 
but it's fucking wild. And like the like the fantastic people have literally nuked their entire existence off the internet. Like mm-hmm. all their, their like their YouTube channel. Well. Is, Do you mean that yeah, classic video where the dudes get evicted and shit? That's gone. Everything is gone. Every video from their no. YouTube is gone. The post about like because I went to the bathroom at two thirty this morning, and when I was ch- talking to somebody, <laughs> I went to the fantastic website, and basically nothing was there. You couldn't. There was no menu. It was just here are our games day before prop night and wild eight or whatever it was. There's no thing to volunteering. No anything so then i searched um that post that he did the medium post that was gone they're scrubbing so it that that had been yeah uh and now his social media is like one of the co-founders the his social media is gone he's like the linkedin's gone this is just to be honest want- it at this stage feels like if they pulled a fucking um uh what's it what's the yellow brick road Wizard of Wizard of Oz. If they pulled a Wizard of Oz and like this was all with this? fucking done by one person, like you know how that oh, yeah, the wizard like the was behind the, behind the curtain, curtain. All yeah, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. One is like if a lever was... with my toner on it. The other's a lever with. Uh, yeah, fantastic. and it was just yeah. like some. <laughs> oh fuck! If it was just some person <laughs> <laughs> sitting in their garage, who's like made the game, published it, like it was all just one mm. dude. And the That'd rest of it was AI driven or whatever the fuck it is. I would not even be surprised at this point. Mate, that yeah. that voice acting, that voice acting sounded hundred percent person. No, one hundred percent, it's AI. It has to. Has be. anyone looked at the credits for the game to figure this out? Or can you get to the credits? I assumed. It... Oh yeah, because there's no like, is there a menu? There's a start. No, menu. not really. There's not though. Because it just like launches you into button. the character. Yeah. Yeah. But there's yep. no like options or. Hmm. Mytona's website has zero details on what the company actually is as well. Outstanding. <laughs> Just having a look. Of course. Why, you know, like, what do you, what do you need to know? It's wild. This whole thing is absolutely crazy. But they're like. Uh, Imagine having fantastic volunteer on your LinkedIn. You would know whether to believe it or not. <laughs> like they. <laughs> Mytona look somewhat like legit right you look at their I don't games know if they, i don't know if they do man looking like Cookies aside already? from their steam page which is like these that are the fire. games you've published which i mean i could get on there if i had a spare hundred grand to back <laughs> a few indie projects well, I, they, it, I mean i don't know how was, legit they are this was one of the things that we i think we might have talked about ages we've had ago, this conversation are, off the podcast yeah, we have they were, yeah they were very much a mobile game publisher sure. right sure um but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what happens next and whether there'll be lawsuits and stuff like that, or whether there mm. is even grounds for lawsuits. Wow. I would have no idea. There's so, such meticulous scrubbing going on; it makes you wonder because there wouldn't you wouldn't think there'd be great grounds with the way that everything's become obfuscated. No, and like surely in this day and age now, with you know the way that the internet is, there's just no escape. Like. That's like what I think everyone... I said that to you. Like, what's the? I don't even see the point in trying to scrub the existence of things because, like, especially with the day before as an example, like this has been so well documented and covered by so many outlets, being like, "Fuck, this game doesn't look real, does it?" Best save all of these screenshots that I have in case they disappear. Like, mm. you, it just, I, yeah, it doesn't seem like there's any point in doing what they've done. 
don't know, don't know. But the game is an absolute stink. I think I, I, IGN put out an early access review, gave it a one. When's the last time you've seen a one on IGN? Mm. Our, our mm, silence can be taken wild. to mean we simply can't recall. Yeah. No, I saw uh, I don't know, Games Radar. One of the other websites gave it just a zero, like just no stars. Um, the, the the headline is like, you know, the day before review, do not buy this product. It has zero redeeming qualities. That's cool. Yep. That's brutal. Like I do it, legitimately yeah. like. Okay, I think it's it's funny in a sense, right? Because like, fuck these guys. We kind of knew this was coming a mile off. I don't think we ever expected it would be this bad. But I do sincerely hope that every single person who spent money on this gets that money back because that absolutely. is absolutely. Fuck. Unquestionably. Wild though is there are still people defending it. And there are people who are actually mm. enjoying it. Uh, it's the internet, they man. Are not all real people. People of all kinds exist. <laughs> but still, like, even but like straight up proof here that this team has basically fucked you. Some people like a heel. Yeah. I sent a yeah. um, I sent one of the Steam reviews to one of our chats earlier today, which made me laugh, genuinely laugh. I'll I'll read it for you. Thanks for all of your hard work and this amazing game. Having a blast so far. Don't pay attention to the haters' comments. Keep updating. And just above it, it has a banner that says product refund. <laughs> That's what we call in the industry a martyr. Right? <laughs> like, I'm going down with this ship just before I cash insane. out. Insane. Insane. You love to see it. Nope. I know before, eh? I just want a fucking good open world zombie survival game that's all I, want. I was genuinely worried for zach's mental health there for a minute i think you think that i'm a lot more emotionally in invested than what i actually now, now why would we think that zach <laughs> thank you james the hours just... that you've put into trolling through this shit and no one's gone deep speaking to people about it i just Jesus. wanted it to be good you know i wanted it was just the perfect mix of last of us and the division it looks so good even if it okay. was like half of what it gave. I want this to maybe be with the last thing I ever say about the day before. I don't think it looks good. I don't think it looks like anything. There's no art no, direction. No, no, no. It's no, you just mean now. Yeah. Oh no, no, well, no, no, no. But doesn't... I mean, like even those initial trailers, right? Even the marketing we've seen over the past year, it doesn't look like anything. There's a lot it of projection, just... right? Yes. It's just kind of. It's just assets. There's no. Absolutely. There's nothing there, mate. But we like assets. People were sold on the idea. <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, it. on paper the idea is fine because on paper the idea is like the most generic video game you've ever heard of. <laughs> Isn't and if it, it though? Works <laughs> and you play it with your mates, you have a good time. Like whatever, that's fine. But uh oof. but it, like everyone wants this kind of game though. We yes, haven't had a good absolutely. one for like a long time. It's it's wild that no one's Yeah. I still look at Daisy like it's... every now and again and think it just did like it didn't quite get to where it was supposed to be. Like that that also is a game that I projected so much ambition upon, so much desire. Mm. Mm. Very very quickly, I do think that although I think they scammed everyone, I think they were just very incompetent. They either had ambitions that well 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 above what they could ever achieve. And... Mr. Magoo, their way into a scam. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely though. No, no, I think you know, I th- I think they knew what they were doing, but um, mm. I do think there isn't element of well, i don't know like what's what is the point of all this that's the part that i'm stuck on yeah. yeah because there's nothing like if if you read what because there was a thing that came out i think it might have been from pc gamer they said that they made two hundred thousand sales in the first day or two days or whatever it might have been 
Mm. And then they there was 91,000 refunds in that time frame as well, which is huge. Mm. Um, Even yeah, with and- that, so like that's game's what, like 50 odd bucks. Say everyone paid 50 bucks for it, 100,000. So it's like 5 million in sales. Yeah, I don't mm. feel great thinking about it. <laughs> Can't afford it, bro. So that Can't one, afford to keep to keep working on it. That one person in his garage, mate. He's he's looking all right. He's rolling in it. And those volunteers, mate. Yeah. You don't even need to lose any sleep over them. They're volunteers. Oh, the volunteers. You got to feel sorry for them. So I was. Oh, absolutely. That was sarcasm yeah, on yeah, my part. Like, yeah. He, they were, um, they were saying how like that they were lied to. Like they were pushing this narrative about what this game was only for the game to come out and look like a fucking knob jockey because the game is nothing like, mm. the, you know, what they were promised. And, and that whole community is fucking gone. It's like obliterated. So the Discord's gone. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Game Awards. Yes. Let's move on to that, hey, shall we? we we'll on to a much through, more positive topic. Won't go through everything. Maybe we'll just reel off some quick things that we like the look of and some overall thoughts. I really want to know what James thought about it. Have you even watched it, James? Uh, the parts that I fell asleep for, I am never seeing again. They're lost to time. That's okay. <laughs> it is what it is. I was very, very sick that day. Um, but no, I was, I was kind of like in and out of a fever uh, watching this experience happen. And um, yeah, look, I the marketing and the trailers... I understand their purpose being there. I, I think that they exist to get more eyeballs onto the event, and I think it's totally fine. It, it's good to be excited about world premieres as much as we dunk on them, right? Um, the the problem with the Game Awards this year especially is that the, the, the balance between marketing and actual awarding was just cooked, like properly fucked this year, I thought. Um, to the point where, you know, you've got like indie game of the year and like action game of the year and like all these kind of like relatively big awards getting rattled off by Jeff Keighley in a 30 second window so you can cut to another fucking Genshin Impact ad or whatever like it is it's such a bizarre use of the what three hours and 45 minutes this thing runs for like it's a huge show and you can't find time to let people accept their awards for more than 30 seconds you can't find time to highlight the community correctly I I just I've never seen it be so brazen about what it is. Uh, and mm. I, I find that, um, you know, disheartening, especially nobody expected him to talk about Palestine. Nobody really expected him to talk about the state of the games industry and jobs losses and everything. But but that one he should have, though. That one he really... The first uh, no, one I, I, get, I, I, get, I get why you yeah. wouldn't, maybe. Yeah. But the, the I think Adam and I were having this chat while we planned the day before, and I was like... Sitting in the spa. This is... <laughs> this is really... This is the time for it. This is the when all the yeah, eyes yeah. are on it's the, the industry. This and he he puts himself up on this pedestal as a figurehead for the mm-hmm. uh, or you know a champion of um, the industry, and then just wants to get his fucking butthole licked by Kojima like that. That's all yeah. he fucking wants. Oh yeah, for sure. I think it was in the pre-show. The um, I, I don't know the the name of the the woman that hosts the pre-show, but like bless her for trying as hard uh, as she does. Sydney, it was Sydney, Sydney Goodman, Goodman. I think she's changed Goodman? her surname. Sydney yeah. Goodman. Yeah. Okay. Oh really? Um, she does her best, right? Oh, absolutely. There was a moment the writing's atrocious. Oh, it was. It was <laughs> I couldn't awful. have thought, like, thought that, that the whole bit time. about like. 
oh, my father's father loved the Xbox. Don't think about it. Like, what? what is happening? Yeah, that... that <laughs> like, I, um, she, she didn't even know. She just rolled with it. I think no, she exactly. was genuinely she good no presenter. Idea. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I agree. It's just a shame Agreed. about the content. But, like, it was... I don't know. Like, the first 10 minutes, and she made some comment about, like... um oh, you know, like, this isn't just a golden age of gaming. What comes next? Like, I think we're in the the platinum platinum age of gaming. I was like, oh, we're fucked. Like, they are not mentioning anything tonight. Um, It was just, it was just bad. It it felt bad to watch. I, I, I agree with most of the winners, at least, but that's about it. Yeah, I'd agree with everything yeah, think- you just said there. <laughs> I think if you're giving more time to, like, celebrities who are just showing up to for a paycheck, Mm-hmm. But actually, people accepting their awards, and I think, like, there's another big problem. Like, we got what two and a half minutes of Anthony Mackie fucking rambling about oh my God. Tw- Twisted Metal Two, yeah. which is cool. Mm. Like, I'm excited that there's a Twisted Metal series too. I'm too. Sure. I'm too. Can't but what the fuck was he that. saying? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, I know. Yeah, he was dribbling. Was he telling himself to sh- shut up? Like, was he playing? Nah, people in the character? audience. Oh, so I right. think I think if you were there live, it would have mm. made sense for people for the rest of the fucking world it looked like it he was drumming was just... up an imaginary heckler didn't it yes exactly <laughs> yeah it's like oh, right because i was building at the time right so he so he was getting right love that do i yeah. i don't know um then you got someone like fucking timothy chalamet what's his name chalamet lies of pete like what so if we're Wonka. just quickly on that if if we're supposed to take this as like the the top prize in our medium right Mm -hmm. so you want to you're striving towards getting game of the year that's the the thing to strive for yeah why are we then diluting it by having some unrelated movie star give the award like why why could it not be someone from the industry who understands the gravity of mm-hmm. what that award is or like do the, the whole from last year the i was just about to say the winner from last year that also mm-hmm. makes sense which they did with um they did with a like uh christopher judge he did the the best performance mm-hmm. he also talked for longer than the winner but you know <laughs> that's that but it just it dilutes the whole we're, we're told that it's this celebration of our industry and it felt like the furthest thing from the, I think mm. the, the most egregious one for me was when they gave best independent game and best debut indie back to back. And it was one of Jeff's rattle off just big mm-hmm. list. And then at the the end of that, he goes, it's really important for me to showcase these indies here anyway. And then they cut to a nicotine ad. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it was, I thought best debut got, Cocoon got a no. got to go up on stage. No, absolutely no. not. No indie game, hmm. no indie developer touched that stage at all. Like that's yeah. a bit of that's a bit disgraceful to say you're champion championing the independent scene mm-hmm. to then give literally five seconds of screen time to say anyway this person won the award. That's fucking shameful. Mm. What do we think of the whole Kojima bit? too long and i like kojima same <laughs> yeah um i i'm really, really going the opposite i'm really starting to not like him at all. yeah it's de- death I, stranding is what started that for me mate i think he's just a bit of an obnoxious one <laughs> exactly someone just, he needed a producer problem. for death stranding he's, he's gone a bit too up himself 
Uh, like it's... the whole like the entrance that fucked me right off. Like, mm. uh, like he's some rock. Anyway, Karen, please. Yeah, don't. no, I, no. I was gonna say it's it's the same issue that I have with um and this, and this is a strange comparison, but like the modern Taylor Swift narrative, in that I think you've got a talented <laughs> individual who is now self mythologizing to the point of like the the celebrity icon of them has become more important than the art that they produce and i think that that is the part that pisses me off because like i love taylor swift's music i love kojima's games i don't give a fuck about this like i'm gonna walk out of an era's door because it's like maybe a pt illusion like (laughs) go away (laughs) like go make a game um it's it's a very bizarre choice and what we saw was like nothing it was nothing no cool trailer not, not not useful but how much better would it have been if it was the trailer alone mm-hmm. they just showed the trailer they left it ambiguous they didn't stand on stage fucking sucking yeah. each other off him and jordan peele been like, what is this game oh it's not minutes. really a game it's not really a movie it's a whole new thing it's like what are you talking about <laughs> it was very nebulous Man, wasn't it Peele, he he was like this this man is he's so great oh my god yeah, I mean they're not wrong, stop. but yeah, stop. Yeah, <laughs> like again, yeah. I love Jordan Peele, but just stop. Like, yeah, yeah. great. Because it was like six to eight minutes or something that they gave yeah, her. It was, it was a long time. It was long, and then you you have the the Matthew McConaughey game that also took up a whole bunch of time. Yeah. You was have he in that trailer? Mackie. No. No, I didn't no, think because, so, right? Wait, because he's he... interacting with players in a special way or something like that. Isn't that what he said? I was going to say his likeness said? certainly wasn't in that trailer. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. But yeah, I don't know. It was, I like, I feel for the Game Awards in one way, because I think every year we're telling them to do something else. Like it's, mm. uh, you know, there were no, there were no trailers. I got bored. And then another year it's, you know, there were way too many trailers that went for five hours. But also, if you're going to put yourself on the pedestal, you need to be... Mm-hmm. You just need to be doing better. At the end of the day, you do need to be doing better. But, yeah, the the balance is too far to one side. It doesn't need mm-hmm. that many fucking trailers. Or just separate them. Have like a fucking matinee mm. or some shit, which is just the awards. I don't think there's any... <laughs> excuse me. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with combining the two. I just think that the focus has shifted to be TGA rather than the game awards. I think it's yeah. trying to be an institution this. Yeah. It's trying to be another one of Jeff Keeley's E3 step-ins mm-hmm. instead of what it should be, which is putting a spotlight on the developers who have made all these things that have kept us entertained this year. Agreed. I'd I don't be... know what outlet ran this, but somebody ran with the opinion piece of like, it should just become the summer games fest. Like if this is what yeah. we want to well, do. That's all it is. Um, then just do it, you know? That um, was so indistinguishable from any other Jeff Keighley-produced yeah. game show. We got we got big Gonzo, mate. What do you mean? <laughs> what the... Oh, God. Yeah, okay. Gonzo being able to talk for longer than any of the winners uh, yeah, is fucked. categorically insane. That's um... Sam Lake's getting ushered off stage. Yeah. Fucking... The, the guy from that was... Uh, apologies that I didn't remember his name... The game of the year, like Larian won, spoilers, Baldur's Gate 3 won game of the year. <laughs> Motherfucker was like... Tearing up? He what? Like, that is that is an mm. emotional thing. They put years of effort into that game and it's been universally praised and loved. 
And yeah, everyone yeah. wants to yeah. just hear him say thank you. And he gets the whole, please wrap it up. That's they, bullshit. He was talking about one of the developers that died or something. He recently? was talking about people that he worked with that had died in the course of the development yep. of that game. How fucking disrespectful to then say, all right, mate, you want, might want to wrap it up. You've gone mm-hmm. over your allotted 30 seconds. Gonzo's got Come to on. <laughs> yeah, got, we've got to get Gonzo back out to do another extended bit for no reason. Fucking ridiculous. Oof. Do we talk I, I, about the, the, the announcements, though? Yeah, Because the they, they were there. Um, do Does anyone think that we can see a uh, competitor pop up? Given I the... don't. I think yes I would It would just be like A much smaller niche uh, Event yeah. That is strictly like Digital there's all, you know, like, like there's it's... also There's the Dice Awards already Which is like mm. a, That's more of a Developer Focused thing Like that's not mm-hmm. open To the public or outlets That's Peer on peer Recognition So there there is Something else I suppose But uh, Yeah To the scale of this No with this not. level of spectacle Yeah you need no, a competitor, yeah. and like, <laughs> I think the spectacle is is a good thing. I think the the yeah. the idea of like there's this gravitational well in December that we all end up you know orbiting around because it is he does do big quite well, right? Like I I don't want it to go away. I just want it to be even twenty percent better than it is. That that's all it would really take. Yeah, it's just a little push back in the in the other direction, uh, and I think you'd be you could skate by. Agreed. Can you imagine the Oscars doing this though? Like just being all fucking movie trailers. <laughs> Best actress gets kicked off the stage. They can be like in the Marvel universe. Like <laughs> they get Gabe Poole up to give Best Actor. <laughs> also, do you love that? Like he in the weeks leading up to this event, he was like, "Oh, you know, we're moving away from world premieres. We feel like it like unfairly distinguishes between trailers and whatnot." And then all they did was cut the the world premiere card. But every time he was still like, "Here's another world premiere." Yeah, like, they just camera. said it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> all right, let's quickly go through any any announcements that caught uh, caught people's eye. Anything that you. <sighs> Yes, hello, Adam from Well Played. Um, I've got, I've got a quick. Th- my, I've just done three highlights from the the announcements because I figured that's a nice tight way of doing yep. it. Um, one that was early on was Usual June, uh, mm-hmm. which is a cool little uh, action game that kind of looked like it had a almost like a stop motion kind of art style to it. It, I don't know, it looked very cool. It's like part investigation, part action game. The combat looked kind of fun, so I'm keen to see a little bit more from that. Uh, the big kind of like crowd popping moment was God of War Ragnarok popping up on screen. Uh, turns out it's only free DLC, but free DLC is still pretty great. I really love the combat from Ragnarok. I know that not everyone here agrees with me on that, but uh, having a, a roguelike mode for that game I think will be pretty cool because I'm keen to jump back in. Um, and the last one for me was Light No Fires, which is the mm. new game from Hello Games, the the No Man's Sky devs. It's fucking wild to me that Sean Murray can come out on stage and I can go, oh, what's he going to talk about after <laughs> what happened with No Man's Sky? The fact that they have turned around their fortunes so much that I'm excited to see their next project is baffling. And, um, and he did the same kind of things too. He was like, this is going to be the amazing. shit out of it. Like, 
Yeah. The first yeah, yeah, yeah. ever open world. But at least I guess we're all aware but yeah. this time. Yes, we ain't exactly. Be but yeah, the concept is really cool. Like, it is a full planet that you can explore. It's a fantasy setting. Uh, you can ride dragons with your friends. Like, I fucking want to do that. So, mm-hmm. Sean Murray, I hope that you come good on your promises. Do but yeah, also, they were my three. He's been, he's been working out. That was a thick neck on uh, on old Sean Murray there. He's looking a bit buff yeah. these Which days, isn't he? I wasn't going to bring up, but like immediately I saw on my Twitter, like a bunch of people have been like, oh, wait, <laughs> Sean Murray kind of eye emojis. I was like, yeah, we all get it. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Classic James. Uh, anybody, anybody else? Or I can whip I'll, through a quick three. Next. And I will make yeah, it quick because I know we're getting on in time. Uh, first one there is Pony Island 2 Panda Circus. So this is the... Uh, dude that did inscription Pony Island one is a bizarre game, and I highly recommend you check it out. It's I can't really talk about it without spoiling it. it. Starts off weird, gets weirder. It's just a bizarre odyssey of a game. Uh, then the other one there would be Metaphor Refantasio. So this is what we're getting instead of uh, Persona Six. Like this is the core Persona team bringing out something wacky, weird, and new. It's a clash of different genres. It kind of looks something between Persona and Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, wild shit I, I don't know what's going on I'm keen to see more and the last one there which was the big surprise announcement that is Monster Hunter Wilds 2025 thought it would be sooner um, just looks really neat just more um, a, a proper follow up to Monster Hunter World would be awesome because that wasn't Rise mm-hmm. agreed uh, I'm very excited for uh, Phantasmagoria whatever the fuck it's called um, I think that looks fantastic. Oh, metaphor refantasio. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. roll off the tongue, does it? No, no. But I love how much bullshit it's layering in. Absolutely. So yep. Nice. Uh, a couple quick ones for me at this very start. We got uh, a Brothers of Taylor Two Sons remake. I'm kind of keen to to play. I'm actually no, I'm very keen to play that through again. Looks quite nice. Then uh, the Rise of the Golden Idol. I haven't actually played the mm. first one, but I've been told. Looks I'm, right I up your alley. Yeah, so Keen. it's one of those ones that's just, it's on the list, just but haven't really had time. Uh, the two ones that, that I really did like, though, apart from that, was the new Don't Nod one, which is uh, Lost Records. I'm trying to find it. Lost Records, Bloom and Rage. I do like myself a bit of uh, Don't Nod. And the other one was The Last Sentinel. That looks quite... That game looks awesome, uh, doesn't it? Does it? Well, Officially, it's I- just an... It's just an announcement trailer, but um, I'm kind of like, kind of. What I, is I it? Love the idea. It's like a dystopian open world Tokyo. action game. I think. But the funny thing is, I remember yeah. reading a hands-on preview for it earlier this year where folks did not speak kind of it at really? all. So the game looks incredible. I agree. I think that that trailer looks awesome. Hands-on. But but they only announced it at the game awards. Wait, am I thinking of the right? You're one? thinking of nah. You're thinking of maybe first descent. That is what I'm thinking of. Shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I can see how I've gotten those two mixed like up. The... Yeah, right. Yeah, they were back-to-back. Writing the article really gave me the shits. Um, Last Sentinel was the completely CG um, one yeah. from Lightspeed LA, which is former Rockstar devs. Right, so I've definitely got myself twisted. That's fun. But it looks, like, it looks quite neat. Like, the like the premises is cool, and that's some, you know, some pretty good pedigree, so... Yeah. See, see, see it when we see it. 
Pick up our scraps, James. What little... Yeah, what, what's left? Hit, a, hit yeah. a lot of everything. Um, I will say, <laughs> Zach, I agree. Uh, when Lost Records, Bloom and Rage came up, I was like hooting and hollering. I, I cannot wait for a, a Life is Strange adjacent experience again. Like, I'm glad Don't Not is trying to like branch out and do other things at the moment. But um, that game and the particular framing device being kind of yellow jacketsy, uh, very, very excited mm. for, for what they're doing there. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, you guys have pretty much hit everything that I was excited about. I will say uh, Tales of Kinzera... Zao? Zao? I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, I have a extensive interview with the, uh, I guess, game director, lead developer uh, up on the website. Which is really moment. good, by the way. Yeah, I'd love to give you your flowers for that, James. I read that I today and it. it's exceptional. Yeah, it was. it's easy to write a good interview piece when you're interviewing someone that passionate and excited about his work. Um, it, it was roll, rolled off the tongue, basically. But the game itself looks really cool as well. A little like a side-scrolling action platformer, Metroidvania type situation. So um, that looks nice neat. And colourful too, from what I saw. Yes. Oh, yeah. cool. Very nice. Uh, Black Myth Wukong got a trailer that I thought showed too much um, just in, in the terms of like I would have liked to have seen a lot of that in game for the first time because what was in that trailer looked fucking sick yeah. Um, yeah. so that was very very cool and obviously OD uh, is intriguing to me I'm, I'm bummed it's trapped on an Xbox but um, what are you going to do? Did Black Wong is, is that what's oh, called? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry What's it called? Black Myth, Black Myth Wukong. Wukong. Black Myth Wukong, sorry. Um, did that get a release date? Sorry. It did. August, August 20th. 20. So a little Good while away right. on that one. <laughs> um, another one that did I did I'm keen on would be the Blade game from Arcane. That seems like it could be relatively Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Neat. But you know. It's Red arcane light, though, the, yeah. So it's not, Leon, it's not, it's Leon, not Redfall Leon. arcane. Sorry. Different zombies. Oh, that's, Sorry, that's all right. Yeah, it's okay. I think um, if you're to give them like an established name, mm. I think you could do a whole lot worse than Blade. Like I know that we were all kind of when it got announced, we're like, oh, there are Blade fans, okay. But <laughs> you don't like, like as a hey, you know, you, you don't, you don't like Blade. I think Blade's fine. He fucking loves Blade. The Wesley Snipes. Really? She, she fucking loves That's them. Weird. That's Unironically weird. as well. Um, but like his oh. power set and kind of his whole mythos, I think would. I think it'll fit really well for that developer. I think they could really do something cool with him. You've inspired me. I'm gonna go buy the Blu-rays for Blade. Yeah, of course you would. This podcast, buddy. You do the same, mate. Mm. He doesn't need more. Don't encourage him. Treat yourself. Just quickly, what do we all think of uh, Sega putting out a, what, like, four-minute tour de force Fucking of... Wild. Um, oh, remember this? Don't worry, we do as well. Yeah, it was cool, right? I'm excited for Golden Axe. Even Crazy Taxi and... was looking pretty fucking swish. Well, they're doing Streets of Rage, yeah. but I don't know... I mean, I don't know enough about what they're making. I just saw new Golden Axe, new Streets of Rage. Yeah. Are these remakes of existing games or they're new games or... They, they insinuate that they're new games... Um, to be honest, I don't mind the approach. I actually genuinely don't mind the approach of, because I think separately they all have little niches. So like there's like a cult following of Mm. Jet Set, cult following of Crazy Taxi, cult following of, of Golden Axe. So if they're to do one, like we're remaking Golden Axe or we're doing a new Golden Axe, there'd be a little subsection that'd go, fuck yeah. Putting that all into the framing of, hey, remember these arcade games or remember these old school games that you really loved? 
we are working on all five mm. of them. I actually think that's kind of a smart way of going Catch about all. it. Yeah. Mm. No, Altered mm. Beast is a bit sad, but... That is Ooh, Altered Beast fucking bangs. <laughs> Bro, it'd be wild if they did like oh, a volume two where they just power up, baby. do another five games if it works well for them. Yeah, let's go. What a big dog. That's my fucking dietary goals is to look like the ripped dude from, from Altered Beast. <laughs> big wolf head at this as well. <laughs> That's what that's makes gonna the be, So that's what you're doing that's at two thirty in the morning, mate. You're cutting. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the tummy tea. <laughs> oh. Tell you what, she's been she's been going this episode. I can tell you that much. She's roaring, believe it. All right. Um, news very very quickly. Yeah, very 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 quickly. Um, a bit of a bummer to kick things off. League of Geeks, uh, local uh, development house, has effectively just kind of shuttered one of its games um so this is the team behind solium infernum and previously jump light odyssey but jump light odyssey is indefinitely on hold now uh as they have let go of uh more than 50 percent of their studio which i think was about 35 odd people something like that um but yeah basically uh Seems like a lot of events came together to mean that they couldn't afford to keep things running. I know that there was um, some investments had fallen through and then I think another investment had also fallen through. It was basically like a domino effect of uh, a lack of cash flow um, and that has resulted in a pretty pretty sizable news piece here. Um, how, are we, mm. how are we feeling about this? Very sad. I mean, yeah, very sad. I think it's, um, I really hope it's not a trend back to where we only have like two developers in the country. I keep thinking yeah. about um, because, massive shuttering in like 2008 or whatever it was. Yeah. Like there was a really dark period where games development just didn't really exist in Australia. Um, and we had this really, this really nice little boom period of a whole bunch of cool little indies coming out of Australia. And it was all like the, the scene around it was cultivating and growing, um, and now this, as well as um, Samurai Punk, which mm. devastated me because I, I really, I really vibe with that studio. Um, I don't know if that was a financial thing, though. No, it's no, it was, it wasn't. Okay. That was more of a, a an ideological thing. They all want to go off and do their own thing. But the I'm more mean. That's another Australian studio that we no longer have. Um, mm. Yeah, I just think it would be a real shame if we move back into the direction of being able to count the notable studios on one hand. I think that would yeah. be a real shame. Yeah, well, I think the indie space is thriving still. I think that's still booming pretty pretty well, but it's that next level of of studio that, you know, the ones that can offer jobs to, you know, more than just yeah. a handful of, of people. Yeah, so like it's... Your it... League of Geeks. Mighty yeah. Kingdom. Mighty Kingdom, who have, who have also gone through some layoffs, yeah, James. six months back or so. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they've been in you... trouble for a little while. Yeah, I, I was wrong. There was another studio oh, sure, sure. in Australia as well. Yeah, I'm still chasing up what that is, um, but yeah. And then you got Playside, not that they've had um, layoffs, but yeah, you know, they're mm. probably the three big ones that I can think yeah. of, really, off the yeah. top of my head. Yeah. Um, mm. But also, it's... Even though it's disappointing, I think it's good management to a certain degree. Like, clearly, this game wasn't selling... And they've 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 had to make a choice here, basically, where one game survives, one game dies. And I think if this is not selling, then mm-hmm. what can you do? You know what I mean? Like if it's not capturing the the players now, 
the thing that it's probably going to be harder. The yeah. thing that's wild to me is I haven't played Jump a lot, but I've played Solium Infernum, and I know which one I think would appeal to a wider audience more immediately. And it's not Solium Infernum. That game plays like a really abstract board game, and it's um, mm. yeah, it's not gonna. It's it's not a game that works with its AI, so it is really dependent on bringing other humans to experience, which is even mm. more limiting, right? Because at least Jump Light, it, I assume that's a solo experience. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's a yeah. weird nest to put their eggs, I think. I like Solium Infernum, but I think it's a big risk for them to put all their eggs in that basket. Well, I don't think Jump Light was getting very much positive. No, my response. understanding is that like it was, it was struggling with its community. Um, like yeah. with the, the, the people, the kind of people that get into that kind of game, I think were a bit, this is missing some features that it would need to feel like the kind of full experience it would need to be, which I guess is the idea of like early access, right? Like it gives the developer a bit more runway to, to work with. And if the investments had held out, you could see a world in which like they f- finished, you know, the, the game. Mm. Um, but I think in, in its current state, it wasn't, it wasn't doing super great. Yeah, we, we haven't gotten to a point where we can get that community feedback from Solium and Firm because I don't think it's still publicly available in any fashion. But um, mm. I see... I see some mixed feedback coming from the community on that one too as well because that looks like a strategy That's game. That's a remake, isn't it? Sorry? Yeah. Is it a remake? It yeah. is a remake. In a weird sense, yeah. like I don't think it's a straight-up remake. I think it just liberally borrows a lot of ideas from this older mm-hmm. game. But it's a bizarre mm-hmm. game and it doesn't play like a strategy game. Like It's going to really ruffle folks' expectations. Mm, very, very quickly on the topic of layoffs as well. It's not on James's run sheet here because we don't have a piece it's about the it. But free the free radical? Yeah, the free radical. Yeah. Um, so Steve, I think it's Steve Ellis is the guy from Free Radical that uh, Embracer basically brought back along with David Dowick, I think is his name. They're the two creators of Time Splitters, brought them both back to reform Free Radical and that, yeah, that studio is also closed. We did report on it a couple week, a uh, month or so ago, maybe, that mm-hmm. it was, they were in the firing line uh, and it seems that they've been shot. Mm. Um and had to close their doors, which is very sad, which means no new time splitters, at least not from Free Radical. And yeah, I would assume from that from the post that went out that that project is binned or Yeah, looks at Embracer continues to uh Fucking embrace. Embracer, man. Yeah, I know. They shit me off now. Like I'm it's getting annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that yeah. level of consolidation in this industry of just doesn't seem to lead anywhere good. Um unless you're no. Mm. No, nope, never mind. It's the Not shit we feared happening. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. exactly right. Exactly right. Like if 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 ultimately all you can hope for from being uh, embraced this way is either eventually you get closed or you get turned into a fun kind of sexless, gormless version of yourself to be put onto the back of a green box. Like, what are we doing? You know, like yeah. I, I don't, mm. I don't love the vibe at the moment. That, that's why I kind of I've talked, but we might have spoken about it. But I like um, the Larian guy. Is basically like I would never mm. be acquired. I know that they've got investment, but he's like, yeah. No. And I mean, good for them for being in that position. You know, like, hey, that's yeah. Mm. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, GTA Six. The trailer leaked early, uh, which I don't think anyone was quite expecting. Um, but uh, Rockstar did officially put out the trailer. It is looking. Very nice. It's a very nice looking video game. Uh, Rockstar have a habit of their final products actually looking better than their initial launch trailers as well. So if this is what we're getting now and we are what we are 
2025 release window here, so we're still a little while out from this game. Um, the, the final product is going to be you know, fucking immaculate. Mm. Uh, Vice City, Bonnie and Clyde story, uh, the 3D games' first playable female character as well, uh, which the internet is reacting to in a very normal and healthy way. Um, yeah, very, very into everything that's going on here for the most part, you know? How, how do we all feel about this trailer? My uh, hat's blown like well it. off. Wasn't that a good looking trailer? Mm. Very yeah. nice looking. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. Both and in like... choice was good. Ah, Tom Petty, get around him. Um, the I was half re I was half watching it when it came out because it yeah came out in kind of a blur because it leaked mm-hmm. and then was dropped. Um, so I was getting ready for work and I had it on my phone and I looked down and I was like, oh fuck, that's really weird of Rockstar. They have like one of the devs talking about it because it was the bit where she, the the lead character initially turns around oh, at a glance. Right. I just thought it was yeah. a real person. Mm-hmm. So. I was like, fuck, that's weird. And then I went back through it and was like, holy shit. No, that is just, yeah, that's, I'm assuming in-engine gameplay. Like that's yes. fucking wild to me. Um, and I think, yeah, I think Vice City slash, I mean, Florida is kind of what the, mm-hmm. they're, yeah. they're going for. It That whole trailer was more or less Florida man arrested for, <laughs> but in a moving, like in an Oh, image. they know what they'll do. Yes, it's, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's plenty of videos you can go and watch about them. Like, this is what they showed in the trailer. This is what it was inspired by. And I think their satirical take on Florida is going to be very entertaining. There's, pl- there's plenty mm-hmm. plenty to, uh, yeah, dredge up. State's yep. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Was Zach- anyone surprised by the date? Just Maybe a little is. bit. Maybe a little bit. I do feel mm. like it's kind of like with uh, the new Monster Hunter game where it's kind of like it's it's been so long that That's you kind of imagine that yeah. oh yeah like next year we'll be starting to get the, these new entries into these franchises yeah. and to, to see 2025 is like mm, fuck okay like what are we playing next year? Vanishes, <laughs> like... mate. Vanishes. Ghosts of New Eden. New Eden. There you go. <laughs> you know what we could be playing next year? The Last of Us, no run, return, run, no return. There it is. I remember now. It's fine. Um, this is the <laughs> this is the roguelike uh, survival mode that's coming out with The Last of Us 2 Remastered. There is a trailer for it. Did we watch the trailer? Yes. We did. Okay. Did you get bored in the first 30 seconds like I did? I... The that probably says a lot. I think it's a very comprehensive mode. I think mm-hmm. it's like they're they're doing a lot to make it something that's worth playing. Um, for me personally, I don't think the combat is engaging enough, I suppose, to want to run it back a million times. And mm-hmm. I think, again, slapping modifiers on The Last of Us so, like, enemies are invisible and shit just feels thematically weird to me. So I just it, it just doesn't vibe for me. But for those that will be jumping into it it looks like it's at least a meaty mode so good for mm-hmm. you if you're keen james and i had this chat in singapore but we wondered if any of these elements from this mode uh, have been salvaged from that uh factions mm. two mm. project I'd, I'd be surprised um, if that wasn't the case yeah mm. but it's it'd Agreed. be an interesting topic of discussion yeah mm. i wouldn't be awfully surprised if that never sees the light of day 
But at least we got the day before. You're a real one. (laughs) At least we got the milkshakes, baby. Mm. But look at the cost. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) Um, Also, we gave a trailer for the Fallout (laughs) TV show. Uh, which technically happened a little while back, but we weren't here to talk about it, so I figured now would be the time to bring this up, especially because they were at the Game Awards. You know, that was exciting, right? When the power suit armor tried to make the joke with Todd Howard and Todd Howard just blank-faced him. It was a very strange moment. From one robot to another. Oh, you... (laughs) (laughs) That felt like a you try to have a laugh with your boss and yes. then you spend the rest of the day wondering if you're gonna get fired <laughs> exactly it's the exact vibe i thought um yeah. i did love that for the game awards they were like you know they were hyping up all night like we got brand new footage to show you never before seen it's all gonna happen and then it was maybe five extra seconds onto the initial teaser trailer and then they just played yeah. the teaser trailer um uh, which yep. you know very funny but yeah but yeah mm. fallout what do you what do we think nathan i know you are Keen it looks about this? as good as all the other sort of video game adaptation fare we've been getting <laughs> lately, for better or worse, right? Like, you know, I could have put... This is mm-hmm. Prime, by the way, yeah? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you could have put this in a sizzle reel against, like, Twisted Metal and shit like that. I probably wouldn't have known. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, like, I was really pleased to see we've got some cool character actors on board that'll probably do some cool shit. Well, Walton Goggins, old mate Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to keep open mind about it. And, uh, yeah. Very good. It also means, James, what does it mean? Another banger review on the way from Jim. Ooh, but, uh, yes, please. What else does it also mean? means? It also means? Uh, podcast? More VHS podcast, mate. More v- <laughs> Yeah, let's get about oh, it. Oh, right, the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. No, yeah, for sure. Like, I, I think this will be a fun thing to talk about. I, I do like the creative team behind it. Like, I really loved Westworld. Um, Did you enjoy so the vibe of the trailer? Least... Uh, no. Interesting. No. Cool. No, I, I thought this looked like a, uh, it looked like a fan film to me. Um, yeah, that's that's not unreasonable. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just, like, I, I think this this in emerging trend that I, I imagine now that comic book movies are slowly going away for Hollywood, like video game adaptations might be the next big wave of thing that comes through, especially if you look at sort of how successful something like The Last of Us was. Not really. Um, I, it, yeah, exactly. Like, I... In translating things so cleanly one-to-one, like the the bright blue vault suit and everything, like there are things that work in a, in a video game medium and a video game aesthetic and, and graphical art style that I don't think translate exactly to live action the way that they're trying to do here. Um, so, you know... Yeah, learn from Resident Evil. Just mix it up and throw Alice exactly. in Exactly. Do whatever the fuck you want and put Miljovovich in it. People will see that movie. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hmm. um, no, look, I, I, I don't feel strongly either way other than the fact that it's like, yeah, okay, we're, we're, doing, we're doing this now. Cool. Uh, yeah, look, I expected a, a bit of a dumpster fire of a trailer. It wasn't that. So mm-hmm. I guess we'll see what we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, cool. I think that's the news. Unless, uh, Zach, you have anything else you want to throw in? Don't think so. I think that's all hot. All good. Let's go to off topics and get the fuck out of here, shall we? Let's do it. Oh, there is uh, Alan Wake's got a new game plus mode. Oh, yeah. It's out now. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Is it out now? Mm. It is. Yes. yes. Yep. And I'll be yep. playing that game again. And it has some new... Um, new ending. Content, I think. Mm. Yeah, sorry. New, new story ending. content. Yeah. Very exciting. Cool. Very nice. Uh, off topics. Anyone got anything they want to share that they've watched? I think I've got, um, I've got nothing. I've been watching the wall in my laundry toilet. 
I watched the bear. Yeah, there was there was one instance where I forgot my phone, and it was a nightmare. Um, so. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, sorry, The Bear. Yes. yes. Talk to me. Uh, season one, two? Oh, mate, you don't just like watch season one. Like, you get started and then brrr, you ratchet through the whole thing. It's done. Uh, yeah, I like Marathon, that bad boy. That was fantastic. Like, that's one of those shows where you watch the first episode, you either love it or hate it. Either way, you know it's special, but at least you can walk away mm-hmm. from it and go, it's just not for me. Like, you'll have a yeah. perfect impression of what that show is based on that first 50 minutes or so. And it was great. Like, I was in, and then it just took me the rest of the way. I was so surprised by the the, the cast that they got. Like, the fact they got Lionel mm. Boyce. Like, I don't know if you know him, but he was, like, he was like Tyler, the creator's hype man. He just did, like, jackass stuff for years. Like, he's never acted. <laughs> he's never really done shit. And then they put him in this role mm. as, like, Marcus, the uh, the, the, the bakery dude. Oh, like Right, yeah, yeah cool. and, and he was outstanding. All of them were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, get, I get the hype. Excellent. Uh, very briefly, what do you think of Claire? Is that the lead? The no, that's the um, the girlfriend in season two. Oh, Claire Bear. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't pay too much attention, to be perfectly frank. Okay, to her, to her character. She, she's a really interesting point of contention amongst Bear fans. Really, because <laughs> I, I thought she kind of existed a bit on the periphery, right up until the end, and that's as much as I can kind yes. of say. Yeah. No. Fair enough. And yeah. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> very good. Very good. I'm glad you watched it. I, I, I'm always happy for more people to watch them. I had a ripper time. I thought I was going to be disappointed because the bar was set so high. Like, everyone's hyping this So up. high. Yeah. But it is actually... It's better than what you're expecting. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually did watch one thing uh, over the <clears throat> past few days, and it was The Lost City with Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock, Channing, yeah. Is that Channing good? It look, the trailer uh, looked fun. Harry. No? Fuck. It's... Well, <laughs> it's... It's fun. It's fun. But it's okay. not very good. Oh. Mm. But it's worth a watch if you like dumb films and you have nothing else to do. The cast is okay. something. Hang on, were you stuck on a flight? <laughs> no. Actually, speaking of that, I didn't have a screen in my international flight back and oh, forth. I'm so sorry. So mm. Qantas have just stopped putting screens on their flights and they have, because most people have like iPads and stuff. Oh, and you just stream it I to guess. your personal device, don't you? The in-flight entertainment. Yeah. Eh, I kind of get that. Yeah, but not everyone nah. has an iPad. Mate. Fuck them. <laughs> Those are not cheap They do flights. have iPads. <laughs> they, they do have iPads too. I, I get it on a domestic flight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On an international flight. Can't, starts watching, can't. Starts watching <laughs> Tenant on his Google Pixel. <laughs> <laughs> and then once you leave... Um, so, once you leave the Australian airspace, the Wi-Fi is fucking gone anyway. Mm. So, for like three hours of that flight, I had nothing to fucking do. Twiddling your thumbs, yeah. I did, actually, no, I did start Metro 2035, the book. Wait, 3025. The third one, eh? Whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. 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 Starts off very... Uh, I don't, harsh is the wrong word, but it's a lot to kind of take take in. His writing style is very... It's kind of like all over the shop, but you kind of got to know what's going on. There's lots of people talking in different moments. It is a little on media track. res. Yeah, absolutely. And I was, and I was like, fuck, it's like it drops you in the very, middle. very dark. I'm trying to trying to squint to fucking read the text, trying to figure out who's talking. My brain just can't. So there you go. That's mm. me. There you go. They're good audio books. Mr. Ryan, do you think? Nah, nothing for me. I'm going to see Godzilla minus one tomorrow. Oh, so I'll have that to talk nice. about next week. Have you seen Shin Godzilla? No, not yet. It's 
I'm very much wanting to though. Cool. Mm. Uh, 2000s film of the week. Here we go. What have we got this week? James, you doing it? I, I, no, I'm doing it. Lucky, no, I can do lucky. it. I, I can do okay, it. Okay, well, I've got one, but I was just, I knew that you'd be like, oh, you always fucking ask me when doesn't tell me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's uh, not an un- inaccurate representation of who I am as a person. Uh, yeah, I'm just pulling up the little description now. So Okay, well, I'll, so- go, I'll go with mine, but mine was inspired by Blade because um, I thought Blade was going to be in the 2000s, but it turns out it wasn't. But I've gone with Underworld. Oh, gross. Is, yeah, okay. Did you say gross? Which is the... Yeah, I don't like Yeah, none either. They are bad <laughs> movies. Yes. Okay. Uh, I've only seen the first one, I think. Or the first Good. two. Isn't there like five um, of them? Don't don't watch any of the others. Yeah, I know, right? I just uh, have seen, I've seen that now. Uh, I didn't mind the first one. I thought the first one was okay. But that's I've probably not seen it for... How much that film from? 2003. Yeah, God, I wouldn't have seen that for 18 years. Um, yeah, so you got uh, old mates in it. What's the name again? Um, oh, thank Kate Beckinsale. Kate, Beck- Kate Beckinsale. Yeah, that one. I was looking at the wrong <laughs> list. Michael Sheen, Bill Nighy, Scott Speedman. What a man! One of my favorite actors. Who? Scott Speedman. Don't know. He was. He's just in the okay, movie. Okay, good. Uh, but this, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So it's 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 that vampire one. Where did it get? Where can you watch this? Where can you watch it? Probably. Not on an international flight, am I right? Fucking <laughs> hey. Qantas. Uh, you can watch it on Stan. 31% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, okay. Uh, Selene, a vampire orphan due to a deadly werewolf attack, works for a vampire clan as a trained murderer. She must fight to save Michael, a skilled human doctor from the machinations of werewolves. Then werewolves. There you go. That there says you go. a lot of nothing at the same time. Directed I mean, by that Len is Weisman. that movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> James, what's uh, what's yours? Oh no no, one a week, one a week. Don't get greedy. Yeah. Oh, okay, I thought we yeah. might want to double fist it. Two thousands, two movies. Singapore, mate. Singapore. Let's call it. That's <laughs> that was call insightful. There, shall we? Uh, well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out the Skull and Bones content on www.well-play.com.au you can check out James over at Press Start Adam's review will be up uh, there may be some other stuff I can't remember we should have some more content going up for Skull and Bones other than a preview hopefully if I can get my interviews out if I'm not shitting my pants but thank you and have we will a great week also have a Prince of Persia preview up as well oh, yes. this week which, Get we, excited. which we didn't talk about no but that's okay it's too long too much maybe next week he's hot that's all you need to know Prince of Persia. Shout outs. All right. Shout outs to Steel Series. Shout outs to Persia. We will see you next week. Oh my God. <laughs> Bye. Jesus. Shout outs to Persia. <laughs>